Kia ora, g'day and welcome to the history of Aotearoa New Zealand, episode 55, Stories That Made Us. This podcast is supported by our amazing patrons, such as Lily, Ellen, John and Steph. If you want to support Hans, go to patreon.com slash history Aotearoa. It's finally 2021, and hopefully it is somewhat smooth sailing wherever you are in the world. I am still currently working on the fishing episodes, so this time we have a special guest. Suman is from the Stories That Made Us podcast, where he recounts kōrero from all over the world in a similar vein to the dramatic retellings that we do. In his current season, he is covering creation stories of various cultures on basically every continent. Recently, he talked about Polynesia, which naturally included the story from Aotearoa of Rangi, Papa, and their children. Although it is roughly the same story, Suman adds some extra details that I didn't have in mind, and of course tells the story slightly differently, which I thought you may find interesting, along with the other tales from the Pacific that he also recounts. Take it away! Hi there! Welcome to Stories That Made Us, the weekly podcast of tales brought to us by our fathers and forefathers. This podcast is all about the mythologies and legends that have defined cultures across the world. The first series delves into the stories of our origin, stories that are compiled from over a hundred cultures. This week, we delve into the creation myth of the Polynesians, the inhabitants of the many islands of the Pacific Ocean. Among the Polynesians, this episode covers the tales of the Maori of New Zealand and the indigenous people of Samoa and Hawaii. Most of the tales today are gathered from David A. Leeming's book, Creation Myths of the Worlds, details of which are given in the description of the episode. The people who would become Polynesians and Micronesians probably began their migrations some 3,500 years ago, originating somewhere in East Asia. Developing amazing sailing skills, they made their way across the Pacific, passing through the islands of the Melanesians and, in the case of the Polynesians, gradually settling in Fiji Tonga, Samoa, Tahiti, New Zealand, and finally, Easter Island and Hawaii, completing the process in about 1000 AD. Many Polynesians believe that in the beginning, there was Rangi and Papa, that is heaven and earth, coupled in a tight embrace in the primeval darkness. It is a tale that is very similar to that of the Maori of New Zealand, bringing us to the first tale of the episode, the creation myth of the Maori. The Maori are a Polynesian people who have inhabited New Zealand since long before the arrival of the Europeans. The Maori religious and mythological system concerns itself 
with profound spiritual matters and the nature of being itself. The Maori cosmogony usually begins with the union of Rangi, or heaven, and Papa, or earth. In many parts of New Zealand, the creation myth does not say much, if anything, about the supreme being, Eo. There are several versions of this myth. Our tale begins with Eo, the primordial deity who created the universe. In the beginning, there was nothing. It was decore, nothingness. The universe was consumed in a long dark night called Tepo. It is here where Eo lived. He, in the beginning, was inactive. Now in order to become active, the primordial deity uttered some magical words. These words were a call for the darkness to become light-possessing darkness. This is how light and day came to be. When Eo then called for the day to become night, he uttered the words, Dark-possessing light, which turned the light back into darkness. This is how Eo, from the nothingness and darkness, first created day and night. Eo continued creating with his words, words of immense power and magic that caused growth and life from the void that was Tekore or nothingness. He first created the waters and the heavens. It is he who then caused the creation of the two prominent Maori gods, Rangi, who was the Sky Father, and Papa, who was the Earth Mother. Initially, the earth and sky, that is Papa and Rangi, were joined together in a procreative embrace. In time, the two deities birthed many children, all of whom existed in the dark and uncomfortably cramped space between their father and mother. As the offsprings grew, they spoke of the light that was beyond their parents' embrace. In time, they began to talk of a plot to separate their parents to make more room for themselves and to let the light come into the world. The sons held long debates and argued about how they would get out of the dark and confined space that was the middle of Rangi and Papa. They all wished to see the world beyond and create a world for themselves. One of the sons, Tumatawenga, had argued, Let's kill our parents. Another son, Tawhirimatea, on the other hand, refused, saying, Leave them be. This is how most arguments would go on with no conclusion reached. The brothers shouted and fought over how to best part their parents. Then another brother, Tane Mahutu, or Tane, said, Let's separate our parents. This seemed to be the most desirable option. And so, even though some of the siblings disagreed, 
In fact, Tauhiri Matea, the god of the winds and storms, voted against this plan. Nobody could come up with a better solution. It was thus decided that the children would attempt to separate their parents. They then thought of how to achieve this feat. Rongo Matane, the god of cultivation, first tried to stand up to separate the parents, but he failed. Tangaroa, the ocean god of fish and snakes, tried next, but also failed. The same thing happened when other gods tried. Finally, it fell upon Tane to separate their parents. He thus laid on his back with his legs facing upward. Then, using all the strength of his being, he pushed Sky Father Rangi upward. Initially, Sky Father and Earth Mother did not budge. In fact, they did not wish to be separated from each other, or indeed from their children who lived in their midst. Slowly, however, the earth and the sky were pushed apart, and light entered the world in between. The offsprings finally had space to breathe, to live, and to create a new world between the sky and the earth. The separation of the parents by the children resulted in a movement from darkness to the world of light. This is how Tane finally separated his father and mother. Rangi the sky rose above while Papa the earth was pushed down. The two deities were saddened upon being separated from their beloved. This is why, to this day, Rangi drops tears on Papa in the form of rain, and Papa's sighs rise upward from the earth as mist to reach the sky. Tane then clothed his mother in trees and plants. He also clothed his father in the sweat of his brow. These became the stars that adorned the sky. Now, Tauhiri Matea, the god of winds and storms, the deity who did not wish for his parents to be separated, confronted his brothers. He was angry as he witnessed his parents' heartbreak in drifting away from each other. Unable to sort their differences, a battle thus ensued among the brothers. Eventually, Peace was made between them and all back down. All except Tumatawenga, who continued to fight with Tauhiri Matea. Tumatawenga, or Tu, became the god of war. Tauhiri Matea, meanwhile, still angry at the treatment of his parents, gouged out his eyes and threw them in the sky where they still remain as prominent stars. He then rose above to live with his father in the sky. Some say that he still wages battle with his brothers from above. 
he sends forth terrifying storms and hurricanes to punish his brothers and their offsprings, all creatures of the world. The youngest of the siblings, Ruau Moko, was still within his mother when she was separated from Rangi. Unhappy at being stuck inside her, he shows his anger through earthquakes and tsunamis. Now the first Maori was made by the god Tane out of red clay. Some say that it was the god Tiki who first made man in his own image, and thus he named him Tiki after himself. The Maori creation myth is a metaphor for all types of creation, whether human or cosmic. It is for this reason that the ritual words by which Eo made the world are still used today to help in the conception of a child, in the composition of a poem, or in the renewal of broken mind or spirit. The next story is of the Samoans. Samoa in the South Pacific was settled as early as 1000 BC by Polynesian peoples. By 200 BC, Samoans were the center of a trading relationship and cultural exchange with the islands of Tonga and Fiji. This is the story of the Samoan creation myth. Tagaloa, the creator, paced back and forth alone in space before there was any form to the universe. He stood still once, and a rock grew. He told the rock to split, and it did. Many other rocks came along too, representing various phrases and ideas still used by Samoans. Tagaloa, the creator, hid the original rock and it gave birth to earth and sea. Then the various rocks spoke to each other. Tagaloa spoke to the main rock many times, bringing forth fresh water, the sky, space, hide, and other things and ideas. He also called up maleness and femaleness, man, spirit, heart, will, and thought. Tagaloa told the rock that spirit, thought, will, and heart were to come together in man, and they did that. Man was to join with earth to make a couple, Fatu, the male, and Aeleele, female. They were to populate a certain part of the world. A certain rock phrase, chief to prop up the sky, was told to hold up the sky over the earth, but he was not very successful until he made the pillars which hold the sky above the earth. Still, there were only immensity and space. It is from immensity and space that night and day came to be. Night was called Po, and day was Ao. These then made the nine heavens. <laughs>
Now Tagaloa the Creator made Tagaloa the Immovable, the Chief of the Sky, and Tagaloa the Messenger, his ambassador to the other heavens. Night and day lived in a lower heaven and produced Manua, Samoa, Sun, and Moon as offsprings. Tagaloa the Messenger then called night, day, and their children to counsel with the Creator and the Immovable. There, the offsprings were told that Manua and Samoa should go down and become chiefs over the descendants of Fatu and Ailele, the male and the female. The sun and the moon were to go down too to follow night and day. The first places on the earth were the Samoan, Fiji and Tonga Islands. Some Samoans tell of a second story of Tagaloa the Creator who came forth from a cosmic egg. The earth and all of his creation was then created for his son Tuli, who needed a place to live and people for company. It is said that Tagaloa Langi, the creator, lived in a cosmic egg and that when the egg broke, the pieces of the shell fell into the waters and became the Samoan Islands. Tuli, the son of the Creator, descended to the primordial waters as a bird, but found no place to land. Returning to his father, he requested for help. His father, Tagalawalangi, the Creator, dropped a stone down. This stone became the earth. Some say that in the beginning, the stone drowned in the waters. The Creator had to bring the stone up from beneath the sea. Once this was done, Tuli took up residence on the stone, but found that the sea constantly swelled over it. Again, his father, the Creator, helped, this time by using a fish hook to raise the rock. He then made various other rocks spring up and eventually he made a grass called Fu. Now Tuli complained that there was no one to live on the rocks. The creator told his son to pull up some of the grass and to let it rot. Eventually, two grubs appeared on it and Tagaloa, in his various forms, molded the grubs into two male beings. When one of the creatures died, the creator ordered him reanimated and turned into a female. The male and the female mated, and the humans came into being. The next story is of the inhabitants of the islands of Hawaii. The indigenous people of Hawaii were a part of the large Polynesian people who, beginning in about 1200 BC, gradually populated over a thousand islands in the South and Central Pacific Ocean. 
Their civilization comprised of the so-called Polynesian Triangle. The people who inhabited these islands eventually formed stories, mythologies, and cultures of their own, but were connected by a common ancestral thread. Now the original inhabitants of Hawaii came to the island between 300 and 700 AD. Their culture, as was the case with many Polynesian islands, maintained its own religion and way of life, before it was dominated by the Christian European and American ways in the 19th century AD. The Hawaiian creation myth is a part of a 2,000-line poem called Kumulipu. It delineates a fascinating story of the creation of the world from a time when darkness and chaos reigned supreme. The tale celebrates nature and the lush fertility of the islands by recognizing the many animals and fish that inhabit the surroundings. In fact, much like the Maoris of New Zealand, the creation story was once chanted at the birth of the children. It signified a new beginning and the relationship between the child and the flora and fauna of the first creation. The myth itself celebrates the islands and everything that grows on them and the relationship between the people and their environment. This then is the Hawaiian story of our origin. The universe in the beginning was a dark and dreary place. There only existed a vast expanse of darkness and nothing else. This was the order of things for a long time until there came the moment that started all creation. The moment that began all. This moment was when, out of this vast darkness, was born Kumulipu, the male, and his companion Poele, the female. Kumulipu was the essence of darkness, the night, while his companion Poele was darkness itself. Kumulipu and Poele married. They became the parents of all things that grow in the dark, most notably the shellfish who live in the dark depths of the sea, the plants that grow and flourish and blossom in the nights, and the grubs of the earth. One birth led to another, and slowly but surely, there came to be many plants and animals, each a shade lighter than their parents. This is how the world began to grow lighter. This was the time when only animals inhabited the earth. There were no humans yet. This was when the god Kane Ikawaiola went around watering all the plants of the world in the diminishing darkness from which originated our world. Nature and earth evolved slowly, the world getting lighter 
with each generation of new creatures. Eventually, the male deity, Poiliuli or Deep Darkness, along with his companion, the female, Powehiwehi, or Darkness with a Little Light, came to inhabit the world. This was when darkness and light were distinguished for the first time. This was when light was acknowledged in the dark and dreary world. Now this couple parented the fish that swim closer to the surface of the sea. These are the fish that live in the light waters. The shark, the mackerel, the helo fish and the like. Poiliuli and Powehiwei also gave birth to many animals on the land. But darkness still reigned supreme in all creation. Just like before, this is how the world existed for a long time. Then, Poeleele, the male deity signifying dark nights, was born along with his companion, Pohaha, the female goddess who symbolized the transition of the night to the dawn. They became the parents to the insects that fly in the night and to the grasshopper, the caterpillar and the fly. Out of their union too came the first egg. It is out of this egg that the first of the birds were born. Soon, from the first birds came many other birds. This is how life multiplied on the earth and the seas. This was also when dawn first came to the world. The dark world now had a hint of light. Then were born the deities Popanopano, the male, and Polalowehi, the female. From their union came the amphibious animals, those that came to the land from the sea. These were the turtles, the lobsters, and the geckos. The fish, the birds, and all animals of the land and the sea all had offsprings, each a shade lighter than the ones before, each adding a little bit more light to the dark world. The world now was lighter than it was ever before, but it was still not yet day, and there was still a long way to go. The next deities to be born were Pukanokano and Polalauli, the male and the female. It was they who gave birth to Kamapua'a, the pig. Now the first of these wondrous animals was dark and beautiful. They lived in the many islands of the world. These ancient creatures roamed the world when the time of the night was coming to an end. But it was not the time for the day just yet. Then were born Pohilolo, the male, and Poneaaku, the female. Their names mean the ending of the night. It is they who birthed the rat, Piloi, meaning 
near the end of the night. The world was getting ever closer to the presence of light, as over time, more and more creatures of the day were being born as the offsprings of the ancient animals of the night. By now, the world was ready for the birth of the male, Poneaku, and the female, Poneiemai. Their names mean the leaving of the night and the pregnant night. They gave birth to the dog and the wind. By this time, it was almost dawn and the earth was already buzzing with life from so many creations. It was now almost light, but still not day. It was Pokinikini and Poheenalu, the male and the female, who gave birth to the time when humans came to the world. They made it so that the men and the women were inherently different, both physically and mentally. Nevertheless, the first of our ancestors came together and lived in deep calmness. These first ancestors birthed Laila'a, the first woman, and Ki'i, the first man. Their birth signified the beginning of light. It was now daytime in our world. This is how creation came to be. Even with the advent of the daylight, mankind and animals continued to reproduce, with each offspring a shade lighter than the previous. This is the way of the world. These are all the stories we have time for in this episode. Please consider leaving a rating and a feedback on whatever podcast player you use. Why not follow us on social media to keep up to date with the latest? Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at stories THTMDEUS. That's at stories THTMDEUS. You may also email us at info.storiesthatmadeus at gmail.com. Do let us know your feedback and comments, or just stop by to say hello. I'll see you again next week with more tales of our creation. Until then, goodbye and take care. Thanks heaps to Suman for letting me rebroadcast his episode. I am personally a huge fan of stories that made us, so if you like the dramatic retellings of Māori stories that we do here, then I would highly recommend checking out Stories That Made Us. If you want to send me feedback, ask a question, suggest a topic, or just have a chinwag, you can find my email and social media on historyaltearoa.com. This podcast is a one-man band. If you enjoy listening to me talk history, you can support us through Patreon, buy merch, or give us a review. It means a lot and helps spread the story of Aotearoa New Zealand. As always, Heidi Tuatu. 
talking to my... See you next time. <laughs>